Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and this is the Summer Series Personal Journal Edition, and I am here to talk about stuff. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> this, is, this is wildly appropriate. I am distracted by other things on my computer screen. Minimize there. Hi. I'm going to leave this in because this is actually, this is, this is what we're here to talk about. Uh, it'll all be made clear very shortly. Let's dive in. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? This is me only hours ago um, working on my deck. I started this project, uh, ripping down my old deck and putting in a new one. And this is me working on it today. This is, it's Friday, it's July 7th, a little behind the scenes. I'm recording this a little late, but this is, this is what I'm doing. And the, the reason I want to start with this is because this deck uh it's been two months since i started it and there have been some obstacles um absolutely there have been some obstacles uh i fell down the stairs and hit my head and damaged my tailbone what is that your coccyx i don't know um I had class four days a week for two months i like there there was stuff going on um I had Comic-Con, I sold stuff at an antique festival. Um, this is all relevant information, unfortunately, to this topic. Um, but there was, you know, there was plenty of time to work on the deck. Uh, and, and once I got it to where the boards were laid out and you could, you know, walk out and technically use it, right? Um, the motivation to continue working on it uh, with any urgency was gone. Um, and that's kind of how I operate. Um, that's the reason that there is still no quarter round on the trim in the hallway upstairs. That is the reason I'm recording this two days before releasing it. Uh, I have ADHD and that is a difficult thing to say because this is terminology these days that is thrown around. Um, since I was a kid, this, this huge spike in what was then called ADD attention deficit disorder diagnosis. Uh, you guys, if you're my age or even a little younger, you probably remember this in the nineties, like all of a sudden every freaking kid in the world had ADD. Um, and then they changed it to ADHD, which is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And I never, I never thought anything of it my, my entire life. I believe I have a memory of being on Ritalin for a very short period of time when I was a kid. Uh, I recently <laughs> obtained some 
medical documentation from that time period, and it doesn't say anything about that. So I, don't, I might be misremembering that. Either way, it was never a diagnosis that I had. Um, and then two years ago, a year and a half ago, my therapist was talking to me and she started asking me a, a number of off topic questions, um, seemingly off topic questions, starting with, you know, do you have a monologue happening in your head as I'm talking to you? <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I started laughing. And, uh, another big one that she asked was, do you have a lot of unfinished projects? And I've said this on podcast episodes. And if you've heard it, I apologize, but I was like, but look around me. Like, yeah. Cause I was on zoom. You can see my entire basement. I was like, my, my, my entire life is unfinished projects. The trim upstairs, the, Oh my God, the garage. What I took that on by the way, while I was doing the deck, I was like, Oh, I better start putting, um, ceiling up in the garage. Let's start that project while I'm working on another project, unfinished projects. Fuck. Yes. I have unfinished projects. Um, <laughs> Oh my God. And I laughed and there was, there was a lot of other questions as well. I didn't know where she was going with it. And at the end of it, she says, well, you know, just so you know, you kind of check all the boxes for ADHD. That being said, you're 38. You know, you've lived this long without doing anything about it. Um, so you don't have to pursue that in any way whatsoever. But just so you know, like, just so you're aware, you probably have ADHD. And part of me was definitely like, why are you the first person telling me this? <laughs> right? Like, like what? Cause the thing is the questions she were asked, she, she were asking, that's how we talk now. The questions that she was asking were pertaining to my normal. And you know, I've talked about the word normal on here before and just how normal's relative, right? Like the example I always use, um, when we're talking about like childhood is peanut butter, right? You could have grown up in a household that keeps peanut butter in the fridge, like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> and you just think like, that's what you do. You keep peanut butter, peanut butter in the fridge. It's a normal way of keeping your peanut butter. Like that's how it is. And then you go to someone else's house and their peanut butter's in the cupboard. And the first couple people you're like, who's this fucking weirdo. But then you start going to more people's houses and you're like, Oh, everybody's peanut butter's in the cupboard. Come to think of it. They don't sell peanut butter in the refrigerated section at the store. So maybe I'm the weirdo. And that's how normalcy works for all of us. Like what we are surrounded by is that's our normal. And so when she was asking me these questions, it was just like my normal baseline functioning. And I never really thought anything of it. And there's stuff that, you know, has been explained through things like the Enneagram, um, or like pick your fucking astrology shit. Like, I'm a Taurus. I'm stubborn. Like, yeah, I'm easily irritable. 
turns out that has to do with ADHD. So anyway, she tells me this stuff and I was like, hmm, that's funny. But it sticks in my brain and it just, <laughs> which we'll learn later, possibly hyperfixation. Um, and it just stays there. And I decide like, if, if it is true, I would like to see if I can do anything about it. Um, which that's where, I mean, this, this is where the road kind of splits, um, in a lot of opinions, both, uh, anecdotally, professionally, uh, I will tell you what my, well, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, it's important that I emphasize what she said to me, which was you're 38. You have, you know, lived this far you're doing, I mean, I was already in grad school. Um, like it's, no, I wasn't, I was finishing my undergrad, but either way and, and working and doing the podcast and like I, there was no recognizable deficiency to the outside world in what I was doing. So I didn't need to do anything about it, but I decided I wanted to see if there was anything to be done. So I did what unfortunately every person in the fucking country can do, uh, which is walked into my PCP, my primary care doctor, and just was like, Hey, I have ADHD. I want to try out medication. This is a whole other thing, and I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I am going to spend a lot of time talking about the medication because, um, what happened to me was insane, but the, te the primary medication that you're going to see for ADHD a lot of times, uh, most of the time is Adderall or some generic version of Adderall. Most people have heard of Adderall for any number of reasons. Um, and currently since October, so going on nine months now, there has been, I mean, and even before then, October is when the FDA announced it. There's been a shortage of Adderall, like globally, or I guess at least in this country. And the, there's supply chain issues and blah, blah, blah. It is also, um, many professionals believe, one of the most overprescribed medications in the country. And there's a lot of stigma applied to it from doctors because of that fact. And because it's regularly abused. I know people, I know some really close friends that abuse Adderall and it's fucked up. Uh, it, it kind of like replaced weed from like when I was a kid and weed was illegal still. And you like kids sold weed in high school and in and, and college and now they sell Adderall, which is what? <laughs> it's just fucking crazy. So there's this entire stigma attached to it um, because it's a stimulant and it's an amphetamine. It'll make you like, wee. And I was very cautious of that. Like I, I have addict history, just celebrated my four years sober from alcohol, as you heard last week. Um, so I'm always, I'm always very 
cautious of um, any any substance like that, anything that can be abused in that way. Uh, and I'm not really a pill person. Like I've I've many times had an entire freaking pharmacy in my medicine cabinet because I just like I don't use that. I don't. I never understood that. I mean, I I guess I like get get it to some degree, but like I've never been like an opiate person. Like I could have a bottle of Vicodin and and it'll last me, you know, six years. <laughs> like once in a while, when I really fucking hurt myself, I'll take one or something. Uh, throw me some ibuprofen, I'll be fine. That's that's typically how I operate. So, not a pill person. I wasn't really worried about that, but like, if it was a stimulant in any sort of way that was like jittery or anything like that, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was rightfully concerned. So I get my prescription and I go fill it, and I'm like thinking about it, and the doctor's like, "Yeah, take." 10 milligrams in the morning. And then before you feel that crash in the afternoon, which I was like, that's a thing people already know about. <laughs> take it, take it again. And I was like, okay. Um, immediately didn't want to do that. I did not want to take it twice a day. I hadn't even tried it yet, but I was like, no, not, not for me. And come to find out later, 10 milligrams is nothing, but I get my prescription and I take it and home and I, I take it one day and I don't get jittery. I don't feel hyped up. Um, and I'm really, I'm confused because like I said, I have friends that abuse this and like they take it to stay awake. They take it to like laser in and like cocaine style and do shit. And I was like, I don't, I'm not getting any of that. And when I had my next therapy appointment, I told my therapist, I was like, Hey, I know you said I don't need to do anything about it, but it kind of stuck in my brain and I wanted to try medication see if it did anything. And I got to tell you, like, I don't feel any of the effects of Adderall that I am familiar with. And her response was that probably means that it works for you and it's doing what it's supposed to. Cause Adderall isn't supposed to, if you're like, if you're prescribed Adderall, you shouldn't be, you should, it's not fucking speed, man. It's, it should, if you have ADHD, it will just regulate you. I mean, for the right people, obviously, like if it's if you're more hyperactive, they don't give you Adderall because what the fuck? Um, and I don't know, maybe they do. I'm, I'm not a doctor. Uh, but it, it, it normalizes. Okay. So I wasn't getting the like speed aspect of it. I was just all of a sudden getting like thought clarity and it wasn't anything that I, you know, I took one day and then by the end of the day, I was like, this is it. It wasn't like that. But I was like, I, yeah, I know medications take a while, especially mental health medications. They can take a while to like normalize in your system or for you to feel effects of, especially, you know, anti-anxiety or anti-depressants. Like it's not something that you're going to take day one. You're like, now I'm better. So I let it happen. And I am noticing like I'm definitely, I'm able to maintain focus on something longer than I normally would be able to, um, whether that's work or school or, 
anything really. And I noticed that and I'm like, well, that's cool. And then I finish my fucking book that I've been working on for years. I sit down and it's like, I'm going to work on this and I work on it. And I get like, I mean, finished is a loose term. It's a rough draft, but, but I finished it. And then I started finishing other stuff. And then I was able to better organize my life. And it was lit. <laughs> it was literally making, it makes me very emotional because I, there's a lot of stigma, like I said, attached to it, but it made my life so much better. And I was able to accomplish things that have been so difficult for me and seemingly easy for other people. And I never knew that that was a problem. And it, it literally changed my life. 10 milligrams. That's it. 10 milligrams a day. Um, <laughs> and like with all medications, I'm going to build up a tolerance and that's a concern of mine and, you know, deal with that as time goes on. But rewinding. Um, it changed, it changed my life and it's a very dramatic statement, but I cannot tell you the impact it has had in my life to be able to literally just like live in the moment in a way that I've never been able to do before. And it has explained away so many fucking terrible experiences in my life. And really like, <laughs> and when you look at the, um, instances of substance use and people with ADHD, or you look at school performance or you <laughs> all these things that suddenly you're like, Oh, this, <laughs> And it, it changed my life. And so then I was, I was on Adderall and I was very upset about that. Um, and this is, this is where it gets in like an extra layer of fucked up. Cause like I said, there's a stigma about it and I have a background with, I had, I took Prozac when I was a like preteen and I was convinced when I was a teenager that like it really fucked me up and wrote a paper about it. And my psych class when I was like 17, <laughs> um, which I like almost failed anyway. So I, I have my own, along with societal stigma on Adderall, I have my own personal stigma with like needing medication and I've always had this mindset where, uh, you know, psychotropic medication, uh, your antidepressants, anti-anxiety, whatever, uh, that's fine. Those are great. You know, if you need them, some people need them and, and that's awesome. And that works for them. Um, some people can work through other stuff through talk therapy and they don't need medication. And, I think I'm more like the latter and 
that's just kind of a narrative that I told myself. So when all of a sudden I had a medication that really changed my life and made, made things better. I was suddenly in the, I need medication category, which is something I told myself was not me for my entire adult life. That was a hard thing to take. In addition to that, because of the societal stigma, if I tell anybody I'm taking Adderall, a lot of people immediately assume it's like not legitimately taking Adderall. They assume I'm abusing it because that's more common and prevalent than people that are actually taking it for the shit that they need it for. And that was, that was really difficult. I, I was, I hid the pill bottle. I would take it as if I was like trying to, this is what it reminded me of. I was trying to sneak a drink back when I was drinking and I would tell my wife, no, I'm only going to have two beers. And then I'd like put a third one in my pocket and take it to the bathroom and like slam it. It felt like that. It felt like I was hiding it. There was shame associated with it and it was, it sucked. It sucked so bad and I couldn't not do it. Like I was like, I should probably talk to somebody about this. And that's a topic I brought up in therapy and I feel a lot better about it now. Um, it's still difficult. I still feel like I need to explain myself to people when I'm like, I take Adderall. Um, I still, I still keep the pill bottle like out of sight if people are around in my house. Um, and that's also because I don't know, I don't know who abuses it. You know, people take pills all the fucking time recreationally. You don't have to be an addict to like snag a Vicodin from your buddy's medicine cabinet. Like that happens all the fucking time. Um, so I don't feel too crazy about that, but that was, that was my journey that I started with, with medication. And I will say another, before I move on to this next part, something that this is for the musicians. If anyone's, if anyone's still listening to this, I've been playing music for 25 years. I've been playing guitar for 25 years. Um, I've been singing for longer I've been singing for 30 years. You can't like choir and stuff. That's crazy. Um, and I've been in a number of bands. I've played with a number of people and people have always been able to do something that I have never been able to do. Well, a couple things, but I'll focus on what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, it's the end of the day. I had her all wore off a while ago. Um, People have always been able to, like, if you're like, oh, do you hear the bass line in that? And unless it's like a prominent, like the song revolves around the bass line, I don't hear the bass line. I can, I have to like really listen, turn it up, like really listen. Um, and the same thing with guitar parts. When I'm trying to learn a song and there's two guitar parts separating those guitar parts out and trying to be like, Oh, what's this guitar doing? What's this guitar doing? 
it all just kind of goes together. What I noticed, and this, people can't explain this. The people I've talked to so far have no explanation for this, but it's, it's wild. Um, I need to like find a musicians with ADHD group. All of a sudden, when I started taking Adderall, I could hear the different instrumentation in music. And I remember the moment very specifically. I even, I even called, I started crying. I called my friend who I've played music with for years. I'm, I was driving to the dentist. I had, <laughs> I had the new dashboard confessional album on, uh, which I thought was a killer album, by the way. It's like a year old now, but and I'm listening to the track and it's like built up. There's a guitar. There's a second guitar that gets added. The ba- Like everything comes in on its own and then it flourishes and then it's doing its own thing the entire song. And I'm realizing like I have this epiphany moment where I can pick out the different guitar parts. I'm like, oh, that's like I realize in the moment I've never been able to do this before so easily. Like I can just hear, I was like, Oh, that's, that guitar's doing that. That guitar's doing that. I was like, okay, well this is just like, this is this album. This is how it was mixed. That's why I can do it. This has nothing to do. Like you're looking into it, Justin, you're being a moron that has nothing to do with it. But to test my hypothesis, I throw on an old counting crows album that I've heard 4 billion fucking times and sure as shit. I can pick out all that instrumentation with ease. I can hear it all individually. I can, oh, that's what the bass is doing. That's what the guitar is doing. That's what the fucking accordion is doing. It's kind of gross. And I, (laughs) it was as if I was hearing music for the first time in this brand new way. And I started sobbing. Cause I was like, like what this thing that has meant so much to me, my entire life, it all of a sudden has these extra layers. It's as it like, I it's you meet, you meet someone, right. And they're wearing a mask and you're, but you guys hit it off and you love that person. And you're just, you're like, yeah, wear the mask. I, that's fine. It doesn't bother me. I love you. Um, and you, you get married and you're married for 30 years and then they take the mask off and it turns out they're also super fucking hot. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> That's what it's like. Is that a good analogy? It just blew my fucking mind. And I, I, I cannot tell you what that has been like, because that's a whole other level. Oh, that was a lot. So let's take a break and I'll let you know where I'm at and what I just completed in regards to this. You guys, I have great news. Everybody is drinking less. Seriously, it's trending downwards, but you know what's trending upwards? Non-alcoholic beer. Non-alcoholic beer sales have grown 30% year over year because people are drinking less alcohol. So what do you want to put in there? What do you want to mix in with your normal drinks? Maybe you want to switch it up, right? You want to have a normal beer. You want to have a non-alcoholic beer. You want a normal beer or non-alcoholic beer. That's, that's a great pattern. That's a great way to start. And you know where you can start doing that? 
Wellbeing Brewing. Wellbeing Brewing is out of St. Louis, and they have some damn tasty beers. I'm a big fan of their intentional IPA. You've heard me talk about it before. It's got the 16-ounce can. It's full of hop flavor. But man, they have a dark amber that's really, really tasty. Hellraiser Dark Amber. They have the the Golden Wheat Ale. They have so many different beers, and all of them are delightful and easy to interchange if you're looking to just switch it up so you're not drinking as much. Or if you want to quit drinking altogether, they are your place to go. You can go to wellbeingbrewing.com slash friend request and save 10% on me, guys. I got this for you. And if you don't remember that web address, just go to wellbeingbrewing.com and use the code friend request when you check out. There's a lot of ways to do it. Either way, you're going to save yourself 10% and you're going to save yourself a freaking hangover. So go get it done. Love that beer. Love that brewery. Love you guys. That's why I want to save you that 10%. Wellbeingbrewing.com slash friend request. Back to the show. So as you probably know by now, I am currently in a master's program so I can be a therapist. Complete career change, if you didn't listen to that episode. And I just recently finished a testing and assessment class um, that talks about you know everything from IQ tests, personality tests, to uh, substance use tests and different disorder testing, like testing and assessment as it would relate to mental health and therapy and counseling. And when I took that class, there was a number of tests that had to do with ADHD. And I thought to myself, going into this field, it would probably be pretty irresponsible for, of me to go into this field knowing that nothing is diagnosed until you are diagnosed, right? Like nothing, like you can't just call your mom and be like, mom, I have cancer. What? What did the doctor say? Oh, I didn't go to the doctor. I'm just, I'm pretty sure. Like that's not, you got to get a diagnosis from someone that knows what the fuck they're talking about. That's how that works. And it would be pretty irresponsible of me to continue taking this medication and go into this field without properly getting diagnosed with ADHD. Because my diagnosis was my therapist said I met these things, which okay. And then my doctor just gave me pills because that's what doctors do. And that, I mean, that is the fucking problem right now. So hopefully more people will go through the actual process. If it's not covered, it is expensive. I forewarn you of that. But I talked to my therapist and um, they work with a, a person that specializes in like that's that's what they're qualified to do is, is do these tests. Because I, I don't know if you know this outside world, but in the therapy world, not anybody can just give these tests out. Um, you have to have a certain degree of specialization, um, of education. You have to be qualified for a lot of them. And I'm talking like the whole gamut of any sort of testing that would be done um, on your intelligence, your personality, your any disorder, like all of that, there are requirements that you have to meet in order to even give the test to somebody. So this is somebody that specializes in ADHD testing. 
And so I said, all right, sign me up. Let's do this. Like it would be irresponsible not to. And I went through the process. It was a couple weeks. Um, there was an initial assessment. There was some testing done online. There was um, um, a test that your spouse or a partner um, or a parent, if you're a minor, there's tests that they have to take, um, like observational stuff. When you're a kid, it's usually the kid, the parent, and the teacher all kind of take the same assessment. And so I went through this entire battery of tests and I got the diagnosis. So I, I feel, I feel better about that because I did check a lot of boxes and I, I don't want to say I passed the test. I don't know if that's not the right term, but I got officially diagnosed with ADHD, um, which alleviates some of the stigma and shame that I kind of put on myself in regards to the medication and, and that sort of thing. But it's also good to just to know, right? Um, cause sometimes things can mimic other things and you want to rule out certain stuff. I mean, I have an autoimmune disease that the only way you get diagnosed with it is by ruling out everything else. So they, I had to get tested for everything. I'm taught like hepatitis, HIV, like pick a fucking thing. I had to get tested for everything in order to, and like lymphoma, um, rule them out so they could finally give me my autoimmune disease. Like, thanks, I guess it's a, that's a lot of blood work people. Um, and this, it's, it's just nice to have a diagnosis. It's nice to have a name and a label and know that like it was professionally done. And the next step for me is like figuring out what my options are, because like I mentioned earlier in the episode, I will progressively need to take more medication as time goes on because your body becomes tolerant to it. And then you need more. And I mean, that's the same way alcohol works, right? It's the same way cocaine works. It's the same like when your body gets a drug, it builds up a tolerance and then it needs more to experience the same effect. And I don't want to be that person that's like getting more, getting more, getting more until I tap out and like all of a sudden I'm taking, you know, 90 milligrams a day. Cause I made it 38 years without taking anything, but the difference is so significant that it's like, I have to do something. So what are my options? And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Discussed some mindfulness activities that I'm going to partake in. There's a fucking video game. You guys, there is an ADHD video game that if you play it every day for a month, and then take a month off and then play it every day for a month again. 85% of participants showed an 85% increase in their ability to focus. That's crazy from a fucking video game. Um, so I have, a, I literally have a prescribed video game that I need to start playing. And I, I just kind of trying to figure it out. But the thing I was going to say earlier, and I didn't want to jump ahead that 
my my ADHD testing guy told me because I kept asking like oh so how how do I how do I you know get to be normal and he just kept saying it's important that we accept our limitations and that can be a tough pill to swallow um but a necessary one nonetheless right like it's, he's right. He's absolutely right. We need to accept our limitations. And that's difficult because ADHD is not just like squirrel brain. You see something shiny and look away. There are deep, deep levels of neurocognitive bullshit that you do and that you experience hyperfixation is a fucking pain in my ass. My dining room table is covered in nineties, non-sports trading cards, like fucking growing pains, trading cards and Batman trading cards. Yes, because I am interested in that stuff, but also because I hyper fixated on it and now I have a bunch of it and now I'm trying to sort through it. And then the sorting becomes like an addictive behavior because that's like triggering in my ADHD brain. It's a fucking trip, man. And to think you need to accept that this is how you are is really fucking difficult for me. Really difficult, but I am, I am working on it and I have tools. I have the, I have tools that I figured out myself, which is how I've been able to function this long. Um, like little reminder apps for just about everything in my life calendars. Um, these are things that have helped me function on a level, uh, that appears normal. (laughs) So I, I've gotten even better with that as I've, I've, as I've narrowed that diagnosis down and yeah, it's, it's, it's a big thing, man. And there's, I mean, there's a billion different accounts and articles and stuff you guys can read. Um, there's a specific person that I follow on TikTok, which I, I hate saying never, please no one diagnose yourself based on a fucking TikTok. And there's ones out there that are really good for it. And they're like legit, but still, if you're watching a fucking 20 second video, that's like, if you got this, you might be this, uh, don't just fucking don't. And if you're curious, talk to someone and get tested for whatever it is you're concerned about do that. Don't just listen to a friend or a TikTok or a fucking Instagram reel and diagnose yourself. Don't, don't, don't do that. That is the future of, I don't know, craziness in our country. Can I say that? I probably shouldn't. Um, either way, there is somebody on TikTok that I followed for years now. I, she's one of the first people I followed just cause like the first video I saw was funny. And I was like, I'm going to follow this person. Her name is Kelly bombs. I believe B a U M S tried to get her on the show actually, um, earlier this year, but she is in her thirties and found out that she had ADHD and got diagnosed and started going down the rabbit hole of it hyper fixated on the diagnosis and 
ended up becoming like a specialist in ADHD. She didn't like get a master's or anything, but she's, she's a coach now. She took a bunch of fucking classes and shit. Um, she's legit and she'll pop up on my feed when I'm, which by the way, only use TikTok on the treadmill. Highly recommend that. Um, and this is a lot of people now that I see on there. They'll be like, Oh, is this, you know, normal behavior, something quirky I do, or is this a result of ADHD? And holy shit, are there a billion different little things that I was like, this part of my quirky personality that are fucking directly related to ADHD. And it's crazy. It's wild. Uh, I'm not going to bore you with all of those. I do feel like I'm about to do a shit ton of research um, through peer-reviewed articles as I do. But it has just been a fucking journey, man. And I know this episode went long, but I cannot tell you how important this has been in my life the last year and a half. Um, And it's just continues to blow my mind. Learning learning new things about yourself at 40 years old is fucking wild. Wild. Um, it's completely, completely changed everything. And on that note, I'm going to let you guys go. But thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And I will talk to you next time. Okay? Pay attention. <laughs> Bye-bye. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend?